Before I introduce myself, I just want to, you know, thank you and show gratitude for allowing me to be on your podcast. Of course. Yeah, so uh, I go by Cabriel and also the Mercy Guy. Um, right now, I'm currently a senior at Tennessee State University. I'm a holistic practitioner, um, and I'm also a student entrepreneur. I have a streetwear clothing brand. I saw that. I saw that on your page. I'm really interested in that. What do you... what? Okay, first question is, what made you start doing that? Which, the the vegan side or the, the clothing? Not your merch. The merch? Yeah. Uh, so I was like just a fashion guy growing up, but when I started like learning about, more about like astrology and stuff, um, it's, it's actually crazy. I, it was the week that I moved into my dorm at TSU and I went to a store, saw a tapestry that I could put on my wall. They had like all of the zodiac signs, like pictures of... Uh, the zodiac wheel and stars and moons. So I was like, oh, that looks cool. I threw it up on my wall and subconsciously it just, you know, it, it got me into just diving deep into astrology. And I feel like the best way I can express my interest in it was, was putting that on clothing. Okay, so does that, would that have to tie into your just whole spiritual waking up? For sure, for sure. Because at the same time, Maybe like within that same month, I went vegan too. So it's like the, that whole time frame was like a a jump into my new my new journey. Well, okay. Well, if you don't mind me asking, can we get for the listeners who don't know you and don't know you know what you stand? I know you a little more personal the few times that we've talked and got to know each other, but the viewers don't know that. So if you don't mind me asking, like, what set it off? How did that transition into your holistic approach to lifestyle and where did you come from like what kind of man were you before the fashion the healthy lifestyle and the person you are today uh i wasn't even a man <laughs> yeah all of this came um like right around the time um i was graduating high school i was like learning about okay um i had kind of like heard about some inconsistencies with like some of the stuff the government was saying so i'd always have like a second opinion or unpopular opinion about a lot of the things that I was that I was being told. And um I was following a couple of accounts on Instagram that, that would really just spark my interest into diving deeper to diving deeper than what school would tell me. So a lot of the things I was learning would be, you know, YouTube research or um you know, different things like that. Um research. So what what kind of like popped it I, off? I think the very first thing was uh, like a lot of other people was was nine eleven. It was so interesting, like really, so many, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, nine eleven. That was that was what popped it off. And I remember just being on the phone with a friend who who kind of questioned it and different things like that. And it's like that was the the domino effect for me. What in particular with nine eleven? Because ne- now you got me interested. What in particular with nine eleven? So you know we're, we're taught that um, it was a, a terrorist attack from Al Qaeda and two people uh, flew planes into the twin towers. I think the first thing I was learning was that like it was an inside job and like Bush did it, and then you know the rapper B.O.B. from Atlanta. I do, I do. He woke up. <laughs> Yeah, so he got some um, a lot of music tying into it, or even just like interviews, to where he was saying like it was no planes at all, and it was all CGI, and that like blew my mind. Like you know what I'm saying? Because everybody famously remembers the video recording of planes going into it, but when you look at it closely, um, I would say that it is CGI. You know that it was just bombs going off. Yeah, or if, like, you go back and you go look and, or talk to some people who were there, yep. they'll tell yep. you, they can argue firsthand, you know, that there were no planes, that it was bombs, that they were doing construction inside the building where they have pictures of putting dynamite, like, into the walls. They're, like... I even seen a, um, a video of, like, before the first plane even hit, it was a black guy in like a um like a food truck just driving around downtown telling everybody to leave because like the buildings were finna fall and that's that was beyond me like it was an actual video of him driving around you know trying to warn people because he knew right exactly and it was in plain sight too I mean that day I think there were over a hundred people in the office that where nine eleven uh one 
because I know uh, there's a big misconception where people think it was just one tower that hit that got hit that day. It was really, I think, do you know how many there were? Uh, I believe, what was it, three or four, because you have the two Twin Towers, you have the WTC 7 building, and then you also have the Pentagon. I See, I'm not sure, and I should have known that. I should have known that the uh, 9-11 attack is something that is just so much information. I would listen and read about it. Like, we were, for instance, you said how Bush was, like, a full crock of shit. That dude yeah. was best friends with Osama bin Laden. Like, Osama yeah. bin Laden worked for our government. The CIA, exactly. Yeah, his brother, the Osama family, lived in New York, and it's kind of crazy how a lot of world corruption happens in New York. Epstein lived there. Hillary yep. has her house there. Yep. Have you, you seen know? the um the video? Because you know that day they said Bush was at a like an elementary school. Yeah. Like how he was teaching the kids about planes and stuff. Like it yep. was so, it was so ironic. And but his his body language, dude, that's what got me is the way he he was so fucking calm. Like right, right. right. Cause he was just prepared, like, you know. He knew something. He exactly. He had this little speech ready. There's no way that and I don't care what people say. Well, they're politicians. Oh, suck my dick, dude. Like Bush was a crackhead, cocaine. Just like Obama. <laughs> yeah, you, um, like there's even there's a book called um it's like obama sex and drugs and crack or something like that you know about that book i don't know about that there's a book written by um i think one of obama's exes could you tell me more about that yeah so so i was learning i was doing some like research about obama like what what he was like before becoming president and um it was this guy who who kind of just spilled the beans and told him that um Obama and him will like meet and like get a limo and do all these different um sexual things and he will buy he will sell Obama crack and uh, this was like early two thousands um he tried to come out about it and was you know silenced of course and um he he wrote a book about it. I've never understood why people can't believe that political figures would do things like that of that nature because I mean. Look at your friends and what they do. They do the same thing. They do the same thing. And to think that you can enjoy your youth and that these people, like like I was saying, Bush was a cokehead, period. Point. You can't say that he wasn't. Everybody had a reputation, a reputation throughout Washington for being a cokehead and a joke and a drinker. He would just have right. fun. He's a party guy. That's all you right. do. Like party, kind of like Trump. Trump is a party dude. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's, it's all of the years of conditioning and teaching and seeing on the news that you build up that wall to not believe certain certain things about a about a person. Especially if it's negative. Oh I'll, no, they'll they'll never do that. They'll you know you know how people are. Yeah, I would I would argue too it's cause like the way we're raised, um we are raised some of us, if we're blessed enough, we're raised to be white collar. Or blue collar, whatever that saying is, that American saying of you're well off, like suburbs. Some people aren't. Some some people are raised enough just to put their kids in more educated level schools. And we don't do, we don't function, we don't eat, we don't talk, we don't converse the same way people who are outside of our tax bracket. We can barely understand and not judge a rich liberal kid barely do that without us getting irritated for the ones who's worked our asses off for everything we own barely do that but could you imagine one of these people who are put in power and the way they converse and they act i didn't see drugs till i was 18 years old and i i like uh, graduated high school i didn't i was so nurtured and taken yeah 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 with my friends yeah but because it's almost like it's uh, um there's almost no middle ground to in, in this aspect to where it's like some haven't seen it or don't see it until they're over the age of 18, but others just, you know, it's there since they're born, since they can remember. Yeah. And it's completely, it's, it's just so different the way these people grew up, but I think it's so ignorant for us 
the slaves. I call us the slaves because we are. I mean, we make everything that we're going to use and then we get robbed. I know it's not the same. And people really come at me for that. And they say, eh, you're saying all these different things. No, I'm not. Please don't read into it. Don't be an asshole. I'm saying like people who work for the big man because we're not shit and our tax brackets aren't either. But it's really ignorant to say us, the people who work for the big man, that the things that they do are not correct. Like a person, an average person will tell you that's bullshit. Like Obama was great. He was a great guy. He went to all these different schools and married Michelle. Can you show me one picture of Michelle pregnant? Mm, or name one thing Obama did that was good. Yeah, other than start like seven wars. Right, right. So. <laughs> I think it's really like the complete opposite. And have you ever seen, um, are you familiar with uh, Boondocks? Yeah, I love Boondocks. Yeah, it was it was an episode when Obama got pregnant. I mean, I said Obama got pregnant when Obama became president, and Huey was like not even faced. He was like, "Um, this doesn't affect me," and like he got bombarded by the whole city. Like they was literally chasing him, trying to fight him, just because he wasn't showing any, you know, positive energy towards Obama becoming president. He was like, "Eh, eh," you know. Isn't that insane though that people would do that just for? Kind of like, why? Why should you support any president? That's my question. Somebody that's a complete stranger. Yeah, like to hate. In, uh, you're telling me about. I've lost so many people just because of what I do. Like getting yeah. people to not be angry if it doesn't fit their narrative. Right, right. And I, I have a, I have a lot of respect for people who can, they can admit they don't know everything about a certain politician or how it's going. They just, you know, they. You know what I mean? Just stay out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think if you don't know what you're talking about, because, and and this is what's so important about this kind of stuff, is politics to the common eye seems like, you know, something you have to go to school for and study. No. Politics is Masonic, ritualistic, dark arts. Every aspect of it. It's not what they think of how they do build. Like, these people are stupid who are in parliament and who are in Congress, they're, re- they're retarded point blank period. They're dumb. They don't think they got their jobs because they've been in, in that seat for 20 plus years and they vote people. Family. in. Yeah, Bloodlines. exactly. Like it's a, it's a whole cluster of bloodlines. And I don't think, you know, just don't say you don't know and take the L right. and that's it. You don't have to know, dude, change starts with you at home. And that's what I love about you. Like, I love that your clothing line is organic. It's it's Nashville grown. I love that. I love that the, the way you try to help people, Nashville grown. You don't sit here and, yeah, you do do your research, of course, because you're a smart guy and you make sure that you know how to be versed in certain things. But you are community-based. And that is a lot of things that people get caught up in the clout and the Instagram and these serotonin boosting kind of mentalities where they don't want change in their backyard, but they say they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of, you know, for lame's term, that's like, you know, Hollywood shit, which is very detrimental to the communities. Bet you're best to become a imposter. There's some imposter syndrome when you, you get it to that level. And the reason, um, being being local is so important because you, you you can't skip you can't skip locality and try to go global or you can't skip over the people around you like how can you help a larger group of people who are far away from you when you're unsuccessful or unwilling to do that with the people who are around you who who have known you or who have seen you grown to be to where you are Now, do you, um, if you don't mind me asking, do you get a lot of hate from the things that you talk about, like in your community and in your friends and family and outside? Um, honestly, so, and surprisingly, no. Like, I wouldn't, I, I don't think I get any hate. I have definitely gotten, like, you know, the you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, or like, just like maybe with the veganism, like, just jokes or. It's things like that, but for the most part, I definitely have gotten it, but not to where it's it's had it has like any effect on um how I look at things or me okay. wanting to continue. 
Okay. And I, and I honestly, I think that's just because of the way that I do it. Like, I'm such a, like, down-to-earth and genuine, like, comical person. So you that, are. But also very, like, trusted with my words. So, like, when I do say stuff, people, like, people take take heed to it, if that makes sense. It does, because I think how people come off and their reputation is very important. And I know personally that you come off very lighthearted, like, very sweet. Not, right, not, right, not right. At, all, at all. Like, you do not come off as pretentious. You come off as what you, you know what you talk about, and you sit back and you kind of – you're pretty quiet. And yeah, um, I was looking at this not too long ago. And, um, my moon is in Leo, which, you know, you know, your moon represents your your emotions and your deep desires and how you act when no one's around. And my moon being in Leo is kind of like a reserved, but also I want – it's also one to be in the spotlight when you are comfortable. So it's a, it's a good balance. So it's funny, in, in school – Half of the people knew me as like you know the class clown or the person very athletic, very you know sportsy. But other people might have been like, "Oh, I've never seen him talk before." <laughs> so it's kind of like juxtaposing a juxtaposing balance. Yeah, because uh, wouldn't you say that you've told me before that you do not smoke or drink? Yeah, right? I, I've never had one puff or one ounce. That's awesome. But. But you know what's crazy, though? Like, all the years that I've been, you know, in college, or the the three or four years that I've been in college, I've gotten it so many times. Like, people won't even believe me. Like, I'll walk walk somewhere. I'm like, bro, you holla, where you get your weed from? It's like, I'm 100% sober right now. And they'll just walk off not believing me. Like, this nigga's lying to me. Like, not even <laughs> believing me at all. Yeah, because that's not something that, you know, that's a new, that's not a norm. In our society, our society gets fucked up and the place that we live in. I mean, for crying out loud, there are men in suits who are hung over downtown every night. Grown men. Okay, so let's get a little spiritual here because we were talking about you. You seem to know a lot about astrology, which I love. And for our, our listeners, would you mind clearing up what these moon signs mean? And how you can understand more about yourself? Um, so I think the basis for it that I would recommend, there's a website called uh, Cafe Astrology. Okay. You just take the um, you take the time that you were born, and you wanna you wanna know exactly what the time you were born. So the exact time that way it gives you the exact position where the planets are. So if you give the wrong time or if you click unknown, it might tell you the correct sun, moon, and ascending with a couple. Of, of the other planets uh, won't fully be accurate. But you go on this website, you enter the time you were born and the um, the place you were born. And it takes this data and it tells you exactly where the sun was at that time, where the moon was, where each of the planets were. And it's basically, and the ancestral, like our ancestors, like this was like kind of like a cheat code or like, um, if you play video games, this is all of your attributes and your skills. Okay. And each of the planets, like, basically represent the aspect of yourself and how you operate. So the way that I align this with my clothing line is um, each person is, like, very, you know what I'm saying, different in their own respect. So I feel like when you when you are aware of your astrological signs, you just become, you're not really like changing who you are, but you're more aware of who you are. And this is, that's very like empowering. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of gives you a breakdown of who you are as a person and how you are subconsciously. Yeah. And I think astrology definitely has this watered down version. Like if you go on like social media, like you, you'll see like a lot of just memes or like a lot of people are thrown off about astrology and they, they'll say they don't quote unquote like believe it. And I think a lot of that is just because it, it can be watered down for sure. Like, all signs, like, cheating, like, that's not even, like, that has nothing to do with astrology. That's just people's personal relationship with that one sign. Um, I use part of astrology just to um, create the name of my brand. So I took off the the O, the L-O-G-O-Y, and I just, uh, I kept it Astral. So Astral Apparel is the is the name of my brand. And that's an awesome name. I love that. 
I get I get asked so many times. Well, what does this mean? Because astral isn't too much of a common word. Astral, astral. What What does astral mean? I literally have gotten asked. What does it mean a thousand times? Astral projection. That's a part of it. That's a part of it. I love it. Projecting what you want. Now, question for you: um, Would you use numerology to sell? Um, to you, like, what's the question? How am I trying to? How am I trying to phrase this? I use numerology for our Patreon and our subscriptions and our Cash App, and I use three 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 two two two. 1122, 1133. Yeah, uh, I noticed 33. that. I, I saw you said it'll be something will be releasing at 3.33 a.m. Yeah, I do it every time. Every episode drops on Monday at 3.33 a.m. I make yeah. my drops and my um, my subscriptions are all, first of all, they're all if you want to do it, so it's intention. You taking the time to listen to our show is intent. It's blessed over. I pray over it. I'm like, I'm practicing Christian, Buddhist, and I really take my time to manifest everything I do. Before I came on the show, I lit some sage, and I yep. put some intention into it. Whenever yep. I set up the Patreon, I bless over that. Whenever I send over a, a newsletter to subscribers, I bless over that. So I make sure everything I do has a good intent to it. Would you use that, or have you studied numerology for your marketing and selling of your clothes in the aspect of mine no i haven't but um <laughs> i would consider it i have um i know somebody that i follow including you um that they do a lot of like readings and teachers and things like that and everything all of their prices are a certain numerological number you know they might sell this for 11 11 or 22 22 that's awesome yeah i think that's i think I, and i and i when people see that, they know it has a meaning because, you know, a lot of things are 99 or 19 or 99 cent added on. But when they see that, it, it, it sparks the interest. It sparks them wanting to know why it's that price. Yeah. I love that because I just love some angel numbers. I think it gives the best manifestation. For sure. Now, as as for your healthy, holistic lifestyle, what really got you into into that? I know you were telling me you were in college and this is when it started manifesting, but did you start becoming vegan because, you know, it was the animals and you were like, I don't want to eat because it's hurting the animals and I care about Mother Earth too much? Or was that part of the issue? And also because what they're putting in our food is shit. It's causing cancer. It's hurting us and it's making us in pain, and if I'm not mistaken, 70% of the population has a lactose problem. That should be illegal. Sheesh. I will say when I very first started, it was more for for health reasons. So it was about the time that I was graduating. I was following the Instagram page, Connecting Consciousness. He was just teaching about um, organic food and what's actually inside of animal products and how that can not only affect um, our physical body, but also our our soul and our and our spiritual body. So I was going to a summer camp right after I had graduated, and they they had like burgers for lunch or whatever. But they also had veggie burgers. So I said, "Hmm, I've been learning about not eating meat, so let me try this veggie burger and see if I actually could eat um, something that's not meat and, and enjoy it." And I actually like really liked it. So I think within that same week, I just went cold turkey and I. I went vegan. And it was it's so funny because I was coming home from leaving the gym and my mom had had my mom had cooked like my favorite flavor of chicken wings. And it was right on the pan, just came out the oven. And I, I went to pick one up, right? And I smelt it. I even opened my mouth, but I didn't bite it. I put it right back down. And that was the last time I even touched some chicken. I think that made it a lot easier for me not um relapsing back or anything like that so how how many years has that been um that was the summer of 2017 so i'm in like three and a half years wow and, uh, yep cold turkey i love that that's so cool now for the health reasons did you have health issues by chance um no i actually didn't have any health health issues it was more um just wanting to put 
prevented and um seeing the the cycle that other family members of mine or just in general like the general public and you know the likelihood of people getting a certain um illness with the with the food they eat and back to um like even like the boondocks i remember this episode they were um granddad was selling uh i forgot the name it was like a luther burger or whatever and after every time somebody ate it they will immediately like fall asleep it's like food should give you energy it shouldn't you know be putting you to sleep That's but true. i would say more now it's it's for health reasons still but i think now it's more of a morality thing for health uh over than health it's more of for the earth and, and for the animals so yeah, because you you discipline yourself really well. Like you discipline yourself with what you give your energy to. That's great. That's what the show's all about. Is individuals like you who have that mindset, who are very aware or becoming, trying to become more aware of their everyday surroundings. And that's you know, I, I try to do this every day when I go out. So whenever I go out, I have you know, I have severe Crohn's disease, and I have a few elements in my life that make it very difficult for me to live and have a very healthy lifestyle. So instead of eating or getting a soda, I'll try my best that day to try to go break my back to get like a holistic juice or a tea, not go for that sugar that we're so used to getting because we really are used to getting such crap food and high, high sugars. And if we look at it, like Lay's has part of people in it it's it's it's, it's sick man. it's it's definitely discipline like it's all discipline um i noticed before i went vegan like i would just eat candy and snacks all day like i literally went to school with every single day i kid you know i did not miss a day i brought a honey bun i brought a chocolate filled granola bar i brought a pop tart i brought uh, in the bag of Doritos. I never went to school without that, and I, I ate it through class every day. And it was such a, like, just a routine. Like, that was just normal for me. And I noticed, like, once I went vegan, I'm I'm cutting all these things out. Like, you get to a point to where you want it again. That time comes around where you normally eat that food or, you know, but it's really just breaking the habit and fasting from it to where you notice um, after not doing it for a while that you, you never really needed it. Yeah, you really didn't need all that sugar that that brings us down and kind of tears apart our body and causes ailments. Yeah, and and, and it also is our DNA because the food you eat, like that's that's what replaces your skin. That's what makes up your organs. That's what um, is the is you no know, the the final points of your DNA. So by you eating these genetically modified food. That's not even, you know, not even, wasn't even in existence a hundred years ago. Yeah, not even real food. These these uh fruits don't have seeds in them. How do you tell me how fruit can be created without seeds? It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. It's fake, exactly. And we're eating it. We're ingesting it. You know, um, one thing that I think is the best thing to mess with people to kind of understand why you should, you know, if you don't necessarily want to go vegan, by all means don't, it takes time. If I'm not mistaken, whenever you do transition to a vegan lifestyle, you have to start, um, you can either go cold Turkey or you can start by cutting things off here and there until you really do get comfortable with that flow. Yeah. Cause a lot of it's just like, we're not taught about it. So a lot of it is really just a learning curve and the transition gives you a, uh, the time to really just learn like what I, what was I eating that wasn't beneficial to me and how can I, you know, sustain, uh, you know, because you want to enjoy your food. Like being vegan isn't about like not enjoying what you eat, like everything I eat, I enjoy. And a lot of people have a misconception that I'm missing out or, you know, you don't get to eat the same thing. So you're not having fun with what you cook or enjoying it as much, but that learning curve or giving yourself that transition time, really just gives you the time to really learn like what can I eat and how can I make it I mean you're detoxing too you're detoxing you're cleaning out some of that bacteria in your body you're creating new healthy bacteria you're gonna feel better yeah you feel you uh you get to get in shape I know I was vegan for about a year I weighed 165 pounds man I wasn't tired I worked third shift for three years yeah it's not about you know 
not in, like you said, not enjoying your food or disciplining yourself. It's about knowing that this food right here is going to make me feel like crap. And if it does that, I'm not going to perform well, or I'm not going to think clearly, or I'm going to behave inappropriately. I'm not going to treat people that I care about a hundred percent. And that is something as an adult that we cannot risk anymore. You're an adult. You have to pay attention. Yo, what am I eating? When I pick up this bar, I need to look at it and see what is in it. And being informed and, if you don't want to read it, your body will tell you literally everything. Like, if you eat something, your body will tell you how to make you feel. So, <laughs> I got to the point to where it's like, I, I don't even, like, you know, tell people go vegan. I just, I tell them, listen to their body. And the body will tell them, like, if what you're eating is, is good for you or not. Yeah, I know they have apps now for that as well. You can download an app, scan it, and see how it goes. But, like, I think it's ridiculous that people laugh at, oh, I have diarrhea. You know, <laughs> this food gave me the runs last. That's not normal. <laughs> right. That's right. not supposed you're not supposed to eat something and get some diarrhea and feel like shit. Like that's not the way exactly. it works. That's not okay. And you getting a runny stool and potentially getting like some inflammation in your colon is not fucking funny. That is a real mm-hmm. thing and it should be watched, monitored, and you should take seriously if you can. And this is not even like getting to the side of like the the spiritual aspect because you know when you know when an animal is getting slaughtered or killed these are hormones that are being released from their body that you're actually ingesting when you're when you're eating this animal so you're giving your energy to um to slaughter to fear to all of these things that the animal felt at the moment of their death and you're actually ingesting this energy i think it's hilarious that you said that cuz yesterday I think it was, no, a few days ago, I was, (laughs) I'm horrible. I was eating a steak and I was thinking that same thing, man. I was, I'm so self-aware in my mind. I was eating it and I was like, I bet you this cow was in so much pain. Yeah. And now I can feel every ounce of it, but this A1 sauce is hitting right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i completely believe in that 100 percent. but we've been so conditioned and i've been conditioned too like i don't mean to like you know ever point my finger and be like bad 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 you should do this you should do this no i try i'm telling you the amount of how self-aware i am causes me anxiety makes me take like a million years to figure out what i want to eat because i'm always like you should be eating better you have horrible gut problems you don't like dairy so i don't understand why you're driving your happy ass to mcdonald's right now to put in (laughs) meat in your body and the sugar you better march your little happy butt to go get a a smoothie with some spinach in it and be happy with that and call it a day yep It's, it's 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 like that for everybody even me like i'm not like perfect at all like Everything I eat is vegan, but I still eat a lot of, I won't say I eat a lot, but I still eat, you know, things that aren't healthy from time to time just because it's there, you know, and um, I'm not perfect. You know, I might have a, a full grown organic meal, but I might go to the store and like, oh, I'm, I'm, I buy like still like vegan cookies or some vegan chips just because, you know, <laughs> I'm not perfect and it's there. Yeah, you got to indulge yourself and enjoy. You get the food that you like. You can't always be by the book. It's enough that you're trying and you're treating your body the way it is. Now, are there differences between you and your friends, like things you can do? Have you noticed, you know, some of your friends are more tired and you're not or your skin is better? What have you noticed so far through your journey? Um, Through my journey with, like, everything, it's – it's interesting because all of the things that I talk about now, like, I haven't always talked about. So the the friends that I've had for, like, years or who have known me before, like, we had so much in common. And we still do have a lot of things in common. But the things that I've changed about myself, whether that's, like, my diet or what I listen to or the way that I carry myself, um, they see it and it's, like, they respect it, but it's like, it's not, like, They've joined me or anything like that. Yeah, because they don't got to. They're your friends. I feel that. Right. I like that. I like that a lot. Now, you were telling me earlier about kind of, you know, we we talk about conspiracy. That's that's what got you interested in all my friends are brainwashed. So 
<laughs> ask you, I ask every viewer the same thing or every guest the same thing. I'm curious to what you want to talk about, about this year or the last years that you've seen that you feel like need to be addressed. Like what's something that you really kind of are tired of and want to change in your local areas? Hmm. When it comes to conspiracy, like, for instance, COVID and the masks and not, not being able to function in society. Oh, yeah, we did touch on that before. That, honestly, it irks the fuck out of me. I feel I feel so much anxiety when I when I put one on because it's it's so idiotic. Like I was posting the other day, um, how like in certain places you have to be a certain amount of feet or to have it on, but you can be in that same place sitting down at a table or on a plane and like it's safe to not abide by the six feet or not to have it on, dude. Like I was standing, I was standing in the rest I was standing in the um in a restaurant like. At the at the checkout, it's like you have to have it on. I'm, and I'm looking around. It's like ninety percent of the people in here don't have one on because they're sitting at the table. Like, what is the difference? Like, is COVID not gonna um, fuck with me if I'm sitting down? You know what I mean? Or like how you can be at a um, at an airport and you have to stand on the circle. Like, you have to be here or walk in this direction like a fucking robot. Once you're on the plane, you can literally be inches away from somebody. With a mask on, two masks on sometimes. I literally saw somebody with two masks on as I was driving yesterday. Did you like, really? Like, you're probably the type of person to put on two condoms. That's hilarious. <laughs> I can't believe you saw that. I know my co-host was talking about um, having to put on the face goggles. Mm-hmm. and that she had somebody tell her that she had to put on face goggles and she didn't understand why. And she was like, why is COVID going to crawl through my eye hole? Ridiculous. So it really does irk you. Do, do you think like, have you noticed for how spiritual you are and what you practice? Have you noticed that this year or last year? Like, yeah. Last year was way more hostile. Did you feel that hostility and tension with people? You know, it's so weird because like, being aware of a lot of things, like, before COVID, like, I always, like, knew of certain agendas or knew of certain plans, even heard it in music, and, um, in interviews kind of foreshadowing or, or in shows, but it had never happened in my lifetime, so I'm thinking this might, I don't know, like, you hear certain th- agendas and, like, how the, how corrupt the government is and them shutting down stuff or, or martial law or not being able to leave your home, and hearing all that before COVID is it doesn't seem too real. Like, you, you believe it, but it doesn't seem like, oh, this will happen within the next year. But then it happens, and I'm just like, this is shit that I've been learning about. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, for a lot of the people who, who teach it, like, on a consistent basis on their YouTube channel or in their books, it's like, this is what they've been telling the public for years. Like, the, the book 1984 was talking about... um a pandemic literally called COVID-19 and this book was written before the 19, before the year 1984. Yeah, communist. Communist kind of ideologies that were created. Exactly. And we're following for it. Just... It's, so, it's so insulting for us to fall for it as a foreigner, as someone whose parents lived through a dictatorship. I think it's it's insulting because if I wanted this kind of behavior, I'd go back to my home country. I wouldn't be here anymore. The the post that you actually just shared about the Simpsons, not predicting, but just showing, I've seen that episode, like, yeah. when I was younger. Isn't that insane? Insane. Those people, those people that don't time travel, but they definitely jump through dimensions. Like, they know things. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a part of the the groups in the club that come up with these ideas and like, these agendas, and they have first dibs on on seeing how to go. And and it's it's kind of like black magic. Like they put it on TV and by watching it we give our we give our consent to it. We give our like, permission. Yeah, to exactly. It. Sigil magic. They tell us what they're gonna do. So like for instance, if I were to come up to you and I were to, I were like, listen, Kev, I'm about to rob you right now. And then you're like, What? And I look at you, I'm like, nah, I'm playing, man. I'm playing. I'm just playing. I'm not about to rob you today, later in the afternoon. And you're like, oh okay. I'm like, nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing with you. I don't know why you're taking it so personal. And you believe me. 
And since you believe me, I'll rob you later. I don't get no karma. I don't I don't get any karma from that. Some way right. through the mystical wonders of this world, these dark arts people have found out a way to where they can practice sigil magic and they can put it in movies, they can put it in music, they can do whatever they want. They'll even release it on like a like even like with num- uh, numerology or astrology. They'll release it on a certain day yes. where the energy of a of a planet is like at a certain you know what I mean? Yeah, or a, a frequency or something like. That. Yep, these people are fully aware of all of the different sciences and they use it to their advantage and our disadvantage. So follow me on this. Follow me on this because I think it's hilarious that we're bringing this up. Yesterday I was talking to my wife and we're in the car. And I was telling her, um, cause she she is an expert. She is a human Shazam. You can like tell her any kind <laughs> of song, and she'll tell you it. And it's yeah. And she's very informed on the music industry. Industry is what she wanted to go to school for. So I was like, girl, could you imagine you're like Post Malone or something, and you're chilling with Billie Eilish and Madonna and like Britney Spears and all these people, and they're sitting around and they're talking, and and they're like, yo, is your birthday coming up? And someone's like, yeah, my birthday's coming up. Why? What you mean? And they're like, oh, you know what's going to happen on your birthday. You're going to own a favor. And they're like, you don't know nothing about this. You're a celebrity and you're in. And yeah, you've done like some weird practices. And if you killed a chicken, but you don't care about a chicken. You're like, whatever. It's a fucking chicken. Yeah. And you're hanging out with your friends and they're talking about numerology. And you're like, what's that? Like, I know, I know some stuff on that, but they're like, no, nah, bro, on your birthday, on on certain days, if your numbers add up and and your and your dates in line, you gonna die. You dead. That's the day you dying. And this person never heard about it a single day in their life. So they go home and they research this shit. And you have to forever from there on out know the exact day and time that you're fucking dying, just like Prince knew. And I guarantee you, if you're a little celebrity and you find find out about this, like, because I I think they keep it away. From certain celebrities, certain ones don't believe it and they're stupid and they think they're gods. But like X knew, Pac knew, Biggie knew. Michael Jackson knew. Well, Jackson got, man, he got thrown under the bus. But it's weird because he was besties with Madonna. So I don't, I don't really know. But Prince. Yeah, the, the music industry is, is, is wicked. Like it's so dark and, and people don't realize that. Or oh, when these celebrities have deaths, it's like, these people knew they were they were gonna die. Most of them knew they were gonna die. Like it was, you know, these are these are things that are written in their contract for them to do. Like they have to do something embarrassing. They have to sacrifice somebody just to get to a certain level. It's all of these things that they have to abide by because the people who own these industries are the same people who are you know within the government or within these other um, organizations that are you know behind the scenes controlling a lot of things by the seat. Do you remember when Troy Lanes was uh, on live and he was going to tell everybody about what they were doing up at Death Jam? Oh, Records? I think I seen that. Yeah, yeah. I th- he made a uh, post. He said, "Yeah, some, 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 or I'm gonna expose what y'all been doing." Exactly. Pussied out and never did it. Right. He got scared. Right. He never did it, and I was super upset. But do you want to know what he was talking about? Uh, enlighten me. Let me know. So. A lot of these music industries, what they do when they record a record and they're finished recording it, you probably already knew this or came up with a similar scenario in your head. But they have a room, and this room is a mason room with no windows, um, one door, in and out, and this room on the floor. And I think around it, just like a uh, music production studio, it, it instead of having padding, it has certain crystals and rocks with certain materials inside of it that that kind of carry a frequency that you can have a chant over while you're playing that song to curse it and women will come in all red and they'll come in that room or the basement i'm not really sure exactly which one they use but they use a room full of like heavy rock kind of crystal engraved in it and create this frequency for this song now, if you ever heard of the song Heads Will Roll back when that one party movie came out, it was like an EDM kind of mix. It's called Head, Heads Will Roll. In that song, they're talking about the uh, 
voice of God machine and the looking glass, the looking glass of how you can look into the future and predict the future. And when they're, when they're creating songs that are Masonic and usually like 85% of mainstream music is not about lovers. It's mostly about, you know, we love Lucifer and we're, about Lucifer. I mean, Katy Perry made that abundantly clear. And so did Gaga and Madonna and other people. So, and Beyonce. Yeah. And Beyonce <laughs> and Jay-Z. I hate that woman so much. It just makes my blood pressure spike up. And I, I don't like um, Jennifer Lopez or Shakira either. Oh, yeah. Just red witches, man. So Troy Lanes was supposed to do that. And I think that's funny that that was brought up as well, too. Because my wife was telling me, um, she and I were talking yesterday, going down the rabbit hole. And another thing she brought up was, why the hell can't at least like 20 of these main mainstream celebrities come out? Mm-hmm. At one time, dude. Go to a gun shop and have 20 of those celebrities and talk to the owner. And I guarantee, like, go to Texas and be, like, 20 of those most well-known celebrities in the whole entire world and be like, hey, we're about to drop some shit. Can you please harbor us here and protect us? They won't do it. They're scared. They have, it's consequences that they'll have. But they're scared for the most. And it's, there are certain uh, celebrities that I, I do know that have um, left some hints there or, or – Got songs that completely exposed him, like the artist, um, Prodigy. You know him? Yeah. He like he literally has a whole song about how um the Masonic woods and things look and like what they do. I I believe he passed um 2015. I believe. Yeah. But you know that song. Of course, the label isn't gonna promote that song. Like the only way you'll know about that song is if like you're a diehard fan and. You know, they don't censor it everywhere. Of course. And they don't pull it off of YouTube. Right, exactly. Nah, I don't I I don't know, dude. Like fuck doing that. I, they need to come out. I mean, they're getting abused and they're getting sexually abused and ritualistically mm-hmm. abused. And they don't mm-hmm. understand through the abuse and trauma how much power they have and how many people will go to bat to to help them. Right, they literally have the uh, huge family. It's a huge family, and people are insane. They'll do anything to help them, and you can't keep all right. of us at one time. What are you gonna do? Shoot all of us? Why do you? Why do you think that they don't though? Like, why do you think it's because there's it's literally hundreds and hundreds of artists? Because it's not just artists; it's also like actors and athletes who are yeah. all you know within this that don't don't say shit. Like, why do you think it's been so kept secret like for this long? So it's exactly what the U.S. government introduced into the Pentagon after World War II was over when we brought in the Nazi scientists. The Nazis have this beautiful way, and I say beautiful not like in a good way, just like this very intense, super psychological way of torturing you that they can bring you to the mind. Precisely. MKUltra is so advanced and honestly, you could do a lot of people have been so have been shown MKUltra just by their parents beating them and torturing them and hurting them. That's a form of MKUltra. It's a really extreme form of psychological abuse that tears the mind into two to where it can't it dissociates and it creates another person. That right, is right, very right. common in creating schizophrenia. Um, control victims whenever whenever you're so traumatized. Let's say you're little Tommy and little Tommy got beat by his dad all the time growing up and his mom got beat too. And every time his, his mom and him would get beat, there would be a dog that would bark. His dog would bark or he had a parrot or some shit or the phone would ring. And for the rest of his life of 18 years and during that bullshit, Little Tommy got beat and that dog or the parrot or the phone would ring for the rest of his life. Whenever something similar to that happens, it triggers him and it creates an altar where it snaps and it's a whole different person. And whenever they're able to come down or get out of that trance, they go back to normal. And that's created all the time. But the Nazis found a way to do it because if I'm going to invest 18 billion into a person, in the long run of their life, let's say how long I want to keep them alive. 
for their purpose on on whenever I'm going to kill them, you know, masonically on that certain day. I'm not going to spend 18 billion on someone and not have control over them. Like when they met little Zan, they were stupid. They didn't, whoever briefed that kid didn't do their fucking job, period. Whoever briefed little Zan did not do a good job in psychologically understanding that he's never going to talk. Cause that's the, that's the way they do it Two, either. You get trapped in the game and mm-hmm. tricked and trapped, or you're literally a piece of garbage in the Illuminati order and in you're just genetically a psychopath and you can do the shit that they're going to ask you to do like Gaga and Katy Perry. And for the people who they do this uh, psychological uh, warfare on this men K Ultron, they do it for a lot of regular people and, and people like don't even realize that they have the ability to, to do it on somebody and you wouldn't even know like, and this is how they get a lot of crisis actors for these school shootings. And it's, and it's so weird because like people who have known that person like this person would never talk about shooting up a school but they put these people under uh mk ultra and to carry out these sleeper agents or these certain missions to where all this crazy shit happened like all of these school shootings and um these false flag events are, are a lot of times carried out by people under under mk ultra well, if we do our homework right, too, we'll see that a majority of these children, their parents are of military background or at one point or another. It doesn't have to be, you know, full action fighting. It could be coding, whatever, government background or they're in the system. And that's the low income communities have such a high um amount of child sex trafficking and abuse. That's where they harbor these kids. They find the the kids that are hurt the most, the ones that are the most vulnerable or the ones that are already in families who are hurt the most and the most vulnerable and they're used and they're propped up. Yeah. And this, and this goes right into, um, like we can go right from MK Ultra right to cloning if you want to. Yeah. There's that one rapper who said he's a clone and, and his, uh, Oh, uh, kid boo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that could be real or it could be fake, but we know cloning's a thing. Yeah, I mean, there's literally um on, or online organizations where you can go online and you can order kids and you can create them however you want with your DNA. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. I think Gucci was cloned. I don't understand how people don't understand how he could. Yeah, I don't know why people don't believe that. I, I believe Kodak was. Eminem definitely was cloned. Yes. They he has have doesn't he have like a um like a music video with like a hundred different Eminems in it? Like a hundred different does. In it? Yeah. That little yep. AI generated one. Yeah. What is Savage? Twenty one Savage, is that what his name is? Twenty one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him too. He's from the UK. It's really not hard. I've told people this a million times. Like it's not hard to be in the CIA or intelligence and want to rap. 110%. They infiltrate every aspect of TV, music, and... Every form of entertainment. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know the Super Bowl was today because I don't keep up with sports anymore. Was it really today? Like, it's going on right now? Yeah, I think it starts in a couple of hours or something. Like, I had... Oh. I don't even know who's playing. And it's it's crazy because I would literally watch every Titans game or every... Uh, Memphis Grizzlies game, and I just became aware. Like the weekend, is he performing? Yeah, probably gonna be some ritual. They always have something very ritual about the uh, half. Yeah, last year was like uh, who was it last year? Gaga and J Lo and Shakira. Oh, anything with Gaga, I already know how that's going. Their spirit cookings. Yeah, like even with pictures, people don't even seem to. To believe it or what it's like, these are pictures. So, so here, here's a good question for for our listeners today, and we'll leave them with this question before we get off here. If the Super Bowl is so popular, you know, so much, so many of us are watching it, so many of us are going, and so many kids are getting trafficked. Why aren't we hearing about the people's kids going missing during the fucking Super Bowl? Just keep that in their back of mind. I want to them to leave with that if they want to DM mm-hmm. us and 
ask and tell us their personal thoughts. That'd be awesome. I'm super curious because it's something that I've thought about many times. It's something that should be addressed and people should kind of take more time into bringing these things to light. Don't just speak on it. So I wanted to leave our, our listeners with that. Cause that's that, that just reminded me of, um, of Monsters Inc. Oh goodness. And, and, and adrenochrome. Cause you know, the Super Bowl is best. That's that can be described as a whole, a whole ritual and spell with, with the halftime show. They have millions and millions of people watching. They're going to capitalize on that. Oh yeah. And they have the, uh, the images in the background that flash that we can't see that our brains pick up. Mm-hmm. And the thing yeah. this year, the things that they're choosing, I bet you their uh, advertisements are going to be Corona this, Corona that, Matt. Yeah, yeah. And that shit. Yeah, that shit hurts me. Now do you think we'll have another year of the same shit we just did? Honestly, like, do I think 2021 will be um, – like better than 2020. Yeah, it's so hard to say because you don't because I know I know they haven't brought all of their their plans out yet. Oh God, I'm really interested in the Blue Beam project. I'm re- man, I'm ready to be friends with a damn alien. Do you understand how ready I am to be be- best friends, buddy, buddy, chilling on alien, going <laughs> on blunt rides with an alien? Do you understand? They're here, they're here. dude. They're gonna try to. Uh, just do some shit. They already have like practice in certain countries and like seeing the public's reaction. Yeah, Mexico, they've been doing a lot of that. Yeah. Mexico, they've been doing it. I'm ready, man. I want to be friends with a blue little alien or something. Or like, I know on TikTok, a lot of things that have been going viral are people changing their pupils, making it reptilian like. And I have a theory that these are really like reptilian kids who can do this shit. That are just it's in yeah. their it's in their DNA. They try to they they you, when you notice whatever they're normalizing, they're gonna have a plan behind that. Everything that they're normalizing, they're you know, it's a bigger picture. But they can't just pull out their big guns, um, all at first. Like just how it's like a transhuman agenda with exactly. humans being um, basically robots. Even if you look at the movie um, Our Robot and how Will Smith was like literally like a robot, he realized that at the very end. And you can't just completely tell people to get a chip or to get their body altered. You have to do small things like, oh, wear this um, wear this iPod, iPad watch all the time. You know, have these glasses that can um, take pictures for you. Like, different things to to put on your body um, that is you know, ro- robotic and eventually have it, you know, Become more and more of you, and le- I'm more and more robotic and less and less human. You know, like I've really never believed in the chip because I always thought the chip was our phone. Like right. we don't need a chip, man. Our chip, you will like shit yourself if you lose your phone. But how they're gonna do it is basically like say you know describe it as it being a lot easier and a lot more manageable. Like oh, you can pay it with this, you can. Go here with this. You can you do this with this. You can anything. You know. Yeah, go. And they're gonna end up making supermarkets chip only, and you can't go in unless it's on your phone or that chip. Right, or concerts or yeah, certain places. And people gonna give in. Oh, I gotta um, I gotta watch Lady Gaga. Yeah, go ahead, put that motherfucker in my arm or you know whatever, <laughs> and have that little piece of paper that tells me you're vaccinated. I can't stand that people are flaunting their vaccine cards. I just had a friend oh, who posted it. I was like, oh my God. The same. Like you watch like you watch my post. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but that's you. That's you. Like, I don't got nothing to do yeah, with it. Yeah, dude got his vaccine and you're not paying attention to what you're putting in your body, even though you're very healthy. Mm-hmm. Like I always just tell people like if you're gonna do something, just be informed. Like I think what's what's worse. Than um, than like forcing people, or not, what's worse than like people um, oh you shouldn't take it, or you should take it is not being able to have the freedom to take it, or or any other decisions. Like the best decision is to have your own decision, 
And he, I believe the people who are taking it for a lot of times, they're not informed. But, you know, it's their decision, so that's on them. Yeah, I mean, more respect to you. They could be doing it because they have sick, ill grandparents or whatever, you know, they want to do. Do what you want to do. But, like, you shouldn't flaunt your personal business like that, man. Right, right, right. It's health. Like, like when did health become such a public thing? Like, you know, and that, and especially as far as like mandating something, like, or like, you know, how we were talking about earlier, like, we'll go somewhere and they'll say that you have to have a mask on. It's like, how do you know I don't have a certain, you know, asthma or any kind of illness to where it, it prevents me to literally cover my fucking. Yeah, like I have uh, non-electrical seizures, dude, and I cannot, and I have like really bad anxiety in public, and I'll drop. Yeah, like a whole drop in public, and people don't care. <laughs> like my health isn't a public no, no disclosure. That is a HIPAA violation. I will sue the shit out of you. Right. <laughs> I can't stand that. I mean, and you're giving all of these people this little bit of. You give these people this serotonin boost and you make them feel like cops. And you give these, you hate these Karens, but you just made a whole country of Karen. You did. And and it's, it's, it's it's psychological effects of wearing that shit all day. Like you can literally go in public and not even hear any conversations because people aren't talking anymore. People have their mouths covered. I I can go to the grocery store right now and, and, and not hear one conversation between people. Like, it blows my mind. Like, I even go to a gym, right? Mm-hmm. And before you get to actually, like, the part of the the basketball court is, like, a little, um, a little out of, not auditorium, but, like, a little hallway type of, you know, area where there's the pool table. It's basically the lobby. And it's literally, like, 10 feet between the front door, the lobby, and the basketball gym, right? Now, while you're in the gym, you don't have to have a mask on. But the 10 steps that you take, before you walk into the gym, you have to have it on. So one day I just walked in there and I literally got one step in front of the gym. Like I can stick my hand in. He said, Oh, you have to have a mask on. I'm like, I'm literally finna step into the gym where I don't need it. He said, Yeah, but you gotta have it on like right now. I'm just like, I literally can take one step and be in the gym where it's not needed. He's like, Oh well, you know, you gotta have it on while you're in here. There's no logic, dude. There's no logic at all. And it's so controlled, like, oh, God, it makes my head hurt. And, and the amount of social anxiety you get from leaving, yeah, you know, it, it's already one thing to leave your phone and wallet at home and forget it. But, dude, it doesn't compare to leaving your mask at home. You ain't doing it. It's sad. And I, I try to, like, not get stressed over anything, but and I don't get stressed over it. But it's like, whenever I do see it, it's like, it irks me because it's common sense. Like, it's no logic behind Not, it. Like, I believe in the gloves more than I do in the mask. The gloves, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, you're touching a bunch of dirty things. Just keep a box of gloves every time you go to the gas station and throw them away as soon as you're done pumping gas. I love that idea. That's great. More, Way more logic behind that. Way more. And, and, and the thing that irks me the most is these young kids. Like, I cannot go to East Nasty anymore at all because you have these super entitled kids who would much rather if you like what are what are the sick people supposed to do and i'm not talking like cough cough sick i'm talking like disabled why are we having our grannies to put on this mask why are we working out with masks no yeah i saw somebody jogging and sprinting down you're doing you're doing cardio. You like you need to breathe. breathe like. Yeah, you're gonna put loads of bacteria in your lungs. Right, and it's like you can go to Planet Fitness and everybody's working out, preventing themselves from breathing. And I, I ran across country and like the first thing that they teach you about is how to breathe properly while you're while you're while you're running. How how is that? And you, you know, how is yeah, it? Yeah, like how are you supposed to breathe? Oh, uh, it's supposed to breathe in through your nose, like while you're running. You can't do that in that mask. That thing suffocates. Nope, no, because nope, because you can even go to a place and they'll be like, "Oh, cover cover your nose, pull it up over your nose." Like what? Yeah, dude, they won't even let you have it below your nose. That's insane. I will. Mm, I'm not wearing. 
So now, like, okay, what am I supposed to breathe out of my ass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, damn. You know what's crazy? I even had a lot of people that told me, um, you should make masks for your brain. No. And I was like, no, like, I don't want to, like, keep this shit going. Like, I would never make, you'll make a lot of money. It's not about the money. Like, I don't want people living in fear or, or fucking up their health. Yeah. I'm not going to attach my brain to that. Yeah, you can't, man. Yeah, I'm really glad you said that. I've I've been told to make masks for the show, too. And I'm like, no. I'm not that. I'm, I'm not, not entertaining this. I'm not supporting that. Right. Yeah. And if I did make a mask on it, it'll, it'll say COVID is fake. Yeah, or like, and make it like clothy, you know what I'm saying? Like, because that's stupid. Right. That's stupid. But there are people out there who put on the mask because they're anxious. And you don't want to argue. Like I tell people, you you have to comply. It sucks. You you can still stand your ground, say this shit's stupid, speak your truth. And I don't wear it in gas stations. But like, if I'm with my wife and we're going mm-hmm. to Orlando, the happiest place on earth. I'm gonna slap that mask on. I love her. You got to. It's, it's, it's you got to because it's it's been normalized. Yeah, and you don't want to cause no. trouble. Right. You don't want to make people uncomfortable and look for a fight. People are just trying to do their jobs. But that right. being said, you shouldn't be a douche to disabled people, man. Because I'm super disabled. I got so many damn problems, and it's not my fault. I I look healthy, but on the inside, I'm dying. Like, don't yeah, yeah, be an yeah. ass, man, because it really is difficult to be a disabled person and go out during COVID. And people need to be a little bit more sensitive of that, not be so rude. Exactly. 100%. All right, man. I really do appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. Can you tell the followers where they can find you out and how they can reach out and maybe even purchase some of your clothing? Yes, you can find me on the side of the street holding up a sign <laughs> that says "fuck the government." No, I'm just playing. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at Kev Real, K E V R E A L. That's where I'm at, um, mostly. And um, my website to my clothing is astralapparel.co. So that's A S T R A L A P P A R E L dot C O. Or you can just go to the link in my bio of instagram all right man thank you so much it was a blessing to have you on thank you for coming on and speaking your truth and talking with me i appreciate you most def most def thank you for having me